Folks, is there anyone more contemptible out there than Lisa Page? Uh, this woman's a homewrecker. She's a spy, a crank, and probably a feminist. I mean, you, you couldn't invent a more disgraceful cocktail of a person if you tried. Oh, mainstream media, I'm a victim. I, I, I just wish that Donald Trump wouldn't make fun of me. I can't stand when he tweets about me. All I was doing was texting my lover, Peter Strzok, about using illegal methods to prevent Trump from becoming the president. All I was doing was trying to rig an election. Is it so much to ask that we FBI agents tamper with elections so that the people can't get what they want, but us FBI employees, who we of course deserve everything in the world, can cheat the American people out of a victory? And then she acts like she's this dainty victim? played all of her victim cards to the Trump-loathing Molly Jung fast at the Daily Beast in an interview, and Molly Jung just lapped it up like a starved dog who just couldn't get enough of Lisa Page, who, you know, Lisa Page is, she's sick of being quiet. Well, perhaps it's about time you do be quiet. After all, you're running your mouth to your lover is what got you in all this trouble in the first place. Maybe you should work on mending your family that you ruthlessly destroyed with your indiscretions and be a good family girl rather than trying to further destroy the president because it didn't work the first time and not going to work again. She said it was the fake orgasm. The fake orgasm, guys, that, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Woman resurfaced from oblivion on Twitter, and she said, I'm done being quiet. This was on Twitter. She linked to an article that opened with her saying Donald Trump demeaned her by simulating a fake orgasm that she had with Peter Strzok, completely simulated it and demeaned her by replicating this fake orgasm to a crowd. Look, I don't... I'm just reporting the news. I don't make this stuff up. This is how the interview started. And so I'm simply giving you the facts. Here's what she said. Honestly, his demeaning fake orgasm was really the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, here was the said demeaning fake orgasm. Lisa, Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. We'll get that son of a bitch out. I mean, if that if if that's what she thinks an orgasm sounds like, I mean, no wonder she's so miserable. Uh, that's the or that's an orgasm. That's the orgasm that broke the camel's back. That's what did it for her, folks. She could no longer remain silent. So she goes whining to the Daily Beast. Miss Molly Jungfast shared tears of commiseration with her while Lisa Page explained, Oh, my heart drops to my stomach when I realize he has tweeted about me. <gasps> tweeted about me again. The President of the United States is calling me names to the entire world. Can you believe that? Apparently sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me doesn't apply to this 39-year-old woman. She can't handle it. And she says, he's demeaning me and my career. It's sickening. No, Lisa. Want to know what's sickening? Want to know what's sickening is your conduct at the FBI. You know, let's try this for size. If you didn't want to be mocked by the president, I don't know, perhaps you shouldn't have been a degenerate who had an affair with your colleague while wrecking your home and attempting to, at the same time, simultaneously wreck the president's chances of succeeding. Then candidate, now the president, despite your efforts. And yet, woke Twitter saw this interview, and woke Twitter saw it on the news, and woke Twitter's really upset. Actress Alyssa Milano 
does is beside herself. She says, I just had to chase my eight-year-old son out of the room while the news was playing the Trump-Lisa speech. It's effing upsetting that I can't allow my son to listen to our president because our president is inappropriate, misogynistic, and unpresidential. So unfair to parents. Yeah, but your eight-year-old son can listen to you dropping F-bombs like a maniac. No, but it's, it's the president giving a speech and talking about what Lisa Page attempted to do to him. That's what's unfair, right? That's what's unfair, Alyssa Milano. Not that law enforcement attempted to battle a political opponent and that the FBI and Justice Department were so disturbed by it that even they considered them to be misdeeds. You remember, it wasn't just the president. So I don't know. If you don't want the president talking about your affair, the easy solution is to not have an affair in which you're working with your little Don Juan to guarantee a Hillary win. That might be a good way to get the president to not talk about you to a rally of 10,000 people. But no, it's so unfair for Alyssa Milano to have to hear about it on the news. You know, that's like getting upset at the judge for talking about the Clinton Lewinsky scandal. Oh, in front of your kids. Oh, I wish they wouldn't discuss this. Well, maybe if Bill Clinton didn't do the dirty in the Oval Office, then we wouldn't have to talk about it in the news. And yet these same people, it's like leaving Bill Clinton blameless and, and blaming the news anchors and blaming the judges for discussing it. Yeah, it's the people discussing it who are the real bad guys, not the people engaged in the bad behavior. Unfair. Really, Alyssa? Unfair is what Page and her lover, then Deputy Counterintelligence Chief Peter Strzok, tried to do to Trump. That's unfair. And despite all of Lisa Page's wailing and moaning in the article, uh, she says it's out of context. Uh, she fails to explain what the proper context was. She just insists, no, they took this out of context. And she fails to explain her partisan text with Peter Strzok. And yet, of course, the media, they rush to the defense of her. They try to paint her as this poor, poor victim who is being unfairly attacked by Donald Trump. Just for the for the record, for the audience, uh, her offense against Donald Trump is that she was in 2016 during the presidential campaign watching the most incompetent, least informed presidential candidate in history. Uh, she watched him with fear, like most of Americans and like most Americans, she didn't want him to be president. And she privately communicated that with others and texts of that private communication eventually became public. Yeah. Oh, it's just private communication, you know, just private communication that reportedly entailed Lisa telling Strzok Trump's not ever going to become president. Right. Right. Question mark. Exclamation point. Peter Strzok responds. No, no, he won't. We'll stop it. So I don't know. Pledging to stop candidate Trump from becoming president kind of sounds a little more than just private communication that uh, that eventually became public. As I mentioned, Page says, oh, taken out of context, taken out of context. Well, what was the context, Lisa? She fails to explain what the context could possibly be when you've got law enforcement proclaiming a mission to stop Trump, promising to use the apparatus of the FBI to stop Trump from becoming president. Doesn't sound like sheer innocence to me. She says there's no conceivable way I committed a crime. That's what Lisa Page is trying to claim. And after all, it wasn't Trump. It, really, it was the report that was issued by the Justice Department's Office of Inspector General that recommended that the FBI take administrative action against Page and Strzok. 
She's trying to pretend it's just the president at rallies attacking her. No, it was the IG Horowitz report from July. And this internal investigation found that Page had inflicted damage to the FBI that went to the heart of the FBI's reputation for neutral fact-finding and political independence. And the report also stated that Strzok's messages to Page potentially indicated or created the appearance that the investigative decisions were impacted by bias or improper considerations. Impacted by bias or improper considerations from this one and her lover. So no, not Trump at a rally. No, the internal report. And then don't forget Mueller fired her fired Strzok after these text messages surfaced because he feared that they would confirm the truth, which is that his investigation was an anti-Trump witch hunt. Oh no, a witch hunt, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, his investigation was an anti-Trump witch hunt, and yet it still failed to find anything substantive on Trump. And yet Page has the temerity to explain Oh, you know, if I'm walking down the street or shopping and there's somebody, one of those evil Trump supporters wearing Trump gear or a MAGA hat, I'll walk the other way or try to put some distance between us because I'm, I'm not looking for a conflict. Really, what I wanted most in the world is to get my life back. Oh, that's the, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. She wants her life back. Oh, does she? She just wants her life back. Tried to ruin the president's chances of becoming the president. Now she just wants her life back. Who doesn't? Well, I got news for you. Chances are, uh, I, you're walking down the street, Trump supporter comes up to you. Chances are no one in a MAGA hat is going to try to start a conflict with you. Want to know why? Because people who wear MAGA hats, unlike you, are some of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. And Unlike you, from what we can tell in this interview, it's clear that Trump supporters are far from the bitter, angry, entitled, miserable old strumpet that you are. You are the evil one. You are the one who tried to use your power at the FBI to intimidate and bully and change the outcome of an election. Talk about rigging an election. You rigged the election. You rigged the United States election, or at least you talked about trying to do so. So, I mean, forget Russia meddling. You were the one who attempted to meddle in the election. And if there was any justice in this world, you'd be locked up along with your little paramour, Peter Strzok. And at least you two lovebirds would be able to be together again. Isn't that just what you want? And simultaneously, maybe we as a country would have a chance of coming together again if it weren't for traitors like you abusing your power to turn America toward the kind of despotism where those in power, the elites, the elites like you get to choose the American president and the people, the electorate, don't get the say that they are supposed to be afforded by the United States Constitution. And speaking of dictators, you've got the left who constantly insists Donald Trump is an evil tyrant. He's a wannabe king. He's a wannabe despot or a dictator when really all Donald Trump is trying to do, despite the obstructionists in Congress, is implement the agenda that uh, that the electorate voted on. Crazy, right? And then you've got the other side where you've got people promoting actual policies of tyrants, and they do it under the guise of social justice. And in fact, you've got people like Mayor Bloomberg praising tyrants. Out of all those people, you've got this candidate 
who literally is actually opening, is openly running as a tyrant. Mike Bloomberg, who bought his way into the race, bought his way into the race long after everybody else. And he's very happy to admit that if you allow him to purchase the White House, well, then he's just going to be the most benevolent dictator you ever knew. I mean, I never want to hear about how how DJT cozies up to dictators ever again, because in reality, he's been stronger against actual dictators than any of the Democrats in recent memory. He's been much tougher on Russia. He's been tougher on Iran, both led by dictators than Obama, another dictator, could have ever dreamed of being. Trump has kept rocket man Kim Jong-un in check. He's pushing back on China. And yet listen to what Emperor Bloomberg has to say about the dictatorship, the communist dictatorship of China. The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China and they listen to the public. When the public says, I can't breathe the air, Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his constituents or he's not gonna survive. He's not a dictator? No, he has to. He has a constituency to add, to to, to um, uh, answer to. He doesn't and have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy. He doesn't. That he's doesn't not mean held accountable he can survive if his, if his advisors. I mean, is, is, gave is the him check on him just a revolution? I mean, the, the reporter chick is just gobsmacked. I, she she's like, what, what is this man talking about? You're going to sit here and really say to me that China is not a dictatorship? But, you know, he does have one thing, right? You know, I'm not sure about this constituency stuff and that, <laughs> that Xi Jinping is beholden to a constituency, but uh, they sure do listen to the public. This is a guy, and he's being questioned for the crime. And want to know what the crime is? The crime of complaining about the traffic police in a private group chat. So, oh, they're listening. Oh, they, sh they, they are listening to their constituents, as Bloomberg would call them, or just the people. In fact, in China, they monitor everything you do, everything you say, and they rank you in a social credit system. I, I, uh, is it possible that maybe Mayor Bloomberg sees that as an inspiration? Because in China, they've locked up at least a million people in concentration camps where these people are reportedly beaten, raped, and starved. But that's not a dictatorship. What are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Uh, no, what else would you call that but a dictatorship? I mean, it, it, it's entirely possible that Bloomberg, perhaps he doesn't recognize that it's a dictatorship because in, in his mind, if he thinks, well, if, if it's good for the people, and of course he knows what's best for the people, and if it's good for the people, then it counts as a democratic system. You know, that's why, he, that's why he wants to tax poor people into compliance. Remember, remember the sugary drinks? So, but by the way, what out-of-touch billionaire refers to soda as sugar, sugary, sugary drinks? Remember the, the sugary drinks tax, the soda tax that was implemented when he was mayor of New York? That's just a preview. The problem is in people that don't have a lot of money. And so higher taxes should have a bigger impact on their behavior and how they deal with themselves. So I listen to people saying, oh, we don't want to tax the poor. Well, we want the poor to live longer so that they can get an education and enjoy life. And that's what, why you do want to do exactly what a lot of people say you don't want to do. Uh, that, that's a guy who's in touch if I've ever seen one. 
You poor people, you don't know what's best for you. You don't know how to make decisions about your private life. And so I'm going to tax the hell out of you. Michael Bloomberg, a guy who's worth uh, about $55 billion, is talking about taxing the poor. How do you think that, that's going to go over with the American people? Worth about $55 billion, so virtually every person on this planet is poor in comparison to him, and he just wants you to make, he just wants you to make good, healthy choices, and he's going to do that by snatching your wallet. Oh, you like burgers? Well, that's not good for the planet or your waste. Taxed. Oh, you like ice cream? Well, do you like diabetes? Taxed. You're going to eat rabbit food. You're going to eat grass. You're going to eat kale and whatever other disgusting things Muchel Obama put on the plates at the schools. You're going to have to eat all of that crap. But the upside is you're going to live forever. Peon, your emperor declares it. Remember, remember, he told New York City in the freezing cold months where it gets to negative temperatures. No, you're not allowed to idle in your car with the heat. No, you must freeze to death. You can't idle in your car. It's bad for the environment. Of course, Michael Bloomberg is allowed to, just not you. After all, dictators are never held accountable to the same rules, are they? The Associated Press timed idling periods for the mayor's city-owned sports utility vehicles. So he's not exactly driving around the city in Priuses in electric cars. No, he has SUVs, which, which shuttle him around New York or trail him when he takes the subway. Oh, because he's a man of the people. The parked vehicles idled at least eight times for periods of 10 minutes to over an hour. And of course, what dictator would be complete without control of the media? And Mike Bloomberg owns Bloomberg LP, a media company, and the editor-in-chief of that media company said, we will continue our tradition of not investigating Mike and his family and foundation, and we will extend the same policy to his rivals in the Democratic primaries. We cannot treat Mike's Democratic competitors differently from him. No, but they'll investigate Trump, right? They'll investigate the Republican, just not any of the Democrats. Literally trying to buy an election. So this guy who is blatantly, he's blatantly attempting to purchase the Democratic election, owns a media empire that is now openly saying, no, we only investigate one party here and it's the Republicans. And you wonder why the Trump campaign is not credentialing them. They openly admit their bias. And yet we're supposed to believe it's not Bloomberg. It's not Bloomberg media. No, Fox News is the state-run media because Fox News leans right and we have a Republican president and therefore that means stenographers. And as with all dictatorships, you, the people, the dirty, unwashed masses, the miserable peasants, which is going to be everyone, especially with a Democrat in power, will be promptly disarmed. Got to remember, these people don't like a people who have a little pesky revolution, can't let that get in the way of dear leader Bloomberg's mission to save you from yourself. So self-defense goes out the window. Mike Bloomberg founded Everytown for gun safety. Well, doesn't that just sound so precious? Everytown for gun safety is just one of the groups he finances that peddles misinformation in order to scare you into willingly giving up your Second Amendment rights. Every town for gun safety maintains the shocking and totally fake list of school shootings that's filled with incidents that are not really school shootings, incidents that include accidental fires during firearms training courses, suicides, and shootings that occurred near schools but aren't actually at schools. So how their school shootings escapes me. When every town reported that there had been 74 school shootings between Sandy Hook on December 14, 2012, and June 2014, PolitiFact found the claim to be, quote, 
mostly false. You know, when PolitiFact is saying mostly false, you need to do some more homework, Bloomberg. And even CNN, they redid the numbers. Even they found that a more correct total was 15, but that was still generous. So Mike Bloomberg looks at China. Of course he doesn't see a dictatorship. This guy wouldn't know a dictatorship if it smacked him across the face because he idolizes dictatorial behavior. I mean, he wants to tax you so heavily that you can only make the choices that he sees fit. He runs a major media network that he refuses to allow investigate him, that he refuses to allow to cover him fairly. This guy wants to take away your only safeguard against tyrannical government. So, of course, when he sees China, he doesn't recognize that that is, in fact, a dictatorship. But sure, let's let him go ahead. Let's let him spend billions of dollars trying to be the president. This campaign is laughable. This guy's not going to be president. Uh, This guy would be a real threat to this country if he actually had a shot in hell at defeating Donald Trump. He does not. The left claimed Donald Trump was going to turn into a dictator. Bloomberg is actually promising he will be one. So, you know, I don't know. When a dictator tells you I'm going to be a dictator, the obvious course of action is to take him at his word and say, uh, no, we're going to pass on you, Bloomberg. And while we're at it, we're going to take a pass on all of the other Democrats who are making the same promises, but aren't just aren't as open about their desires to control and subdue the people of this great country. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it. And if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.